focusing on an emerging generation of kings. All right, so today we're talking about working it, applying God's word, the messages we've heard over time, applying them practically to our lives. And in the second service, it will get even more practical. So I'm going to spend um, maybe half or a little less um, of half of my time, you know, reiterating things that Pastor Dami has said, and then the other half or the better half, talking about practical things we can do to apply messages. I mean, this series and any message um, that we hear generally. I want to start by reading Colossians 3, 4. I'm going to read quite a number of scriptures. Colossians 3, 4. Colossians 3, 4. I know it, but let's read it. I just want to, um, is this Colossians 3, 4? No, it's not. I just want to um, pick out the first part of it. And this is talking about the second coming of Christ, but uh, let me just speak on this. is not Colossians 3, 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears, when Christ, who is our life, our life appears, then you will also, you also will appear with him in glory. Christ is your life. Somebody say, Christ is my life. Again, somebody say, Christ is my life. Christ is not, your life is not in your job. Your life is not in your boo. Your life is not in your money. Your life is not about your family or where you're from. Christ is your life. Somebody say, Christ is my life. So when we say, in him I live and move and I have my being. Literally, he's your all in all. Christ is my life. So when you're waking up in the morning and you're planning your to-do list, if your to-do list is only all about what you're going to do at the job, what you're going to do with the side hustle, then your to-do list is, it has no eternal value. It has no kingdom value. But when Christ is your life, everything including your job, your work, your nine to five, your side hustle, your Instagram business, everything has to have Christ quotient in it. And let me just jump ahead of myself now and ask, and I will ask again when we read some scriptures. In your job, in whatever you do, what is the kingdom value of it? And I want us to take 15 seconds now to think about it. Whatever it is you are doing, ask yourself now, what is the kingdom value of it? And I don't want you to say the one you hope for or the one you think maybe per adventure, the one you know that you're doing now. You need to know one now. If you don't know one now, hey, maybe we'll now start readjusting. But think about it now. Take 15 seconds to think. What is the kingdom value of my job? If I'm selling jewelry, tombs, I looked at you and I remember that. What's the kingdom value? And I feel like giving people mic, but... That might not be a very nice thing to do. What is the Christ quotient in it? When Christ, because he's, he's, he's your main trustee. He's your chairman. He has invested in you and invested in your business. He's invested in your business by giving your business you or giving you to your business. So he's expecting returns, expecting value. So when we meet at the quarterly round table, annual round table to now discuss pluses, minuses, increase, decrease, whatever, he's going to ask you. So as you're selling jewelry, as you're beautifying us, what is the God quotient in it? 
celebration, as you are belaying and deliberating, what is the God quotient in it? Wait again. GB, as you are rising in your uh, in the ladder of your career, what what what's the wrong that Jesus is staying on? What is the kingdom value of your business, of your work? It's a very important question we must answer. Work and God are not simultaneously independent. Or what's the word? Mutually independent. So sometimes you think about Christ, especially the way a lot of us got saved. When you get saved, we'll celebrate. Everything will just be sweet. We'll be nice. When we get to heaven, we'll just be praising God back to back. We'll just be glorifying God and worshiping. That's not true, by the way. We will praise, we will sing, but that's not what you're going to be doing for the rest of, your, for the rest of eternity. Think about it logically, it doesn't really make sense, right? God instituted work. And throughout the Bible, work, toil, or anything related to it is mentioned over 480 times. 480 times. That must mean it means something to God. It means something to God. So let's read a few scriptures about work. Let's read 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. Amplified classic, please. First Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. Thank you, Mr. Cooper, for not leaving me alone in this ministration. <laughs> yes. All right. So here we go. Um, I need Amplified Classic, but all right. First Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. But if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will be clearly shown for what it is. For the day of judgment will disclose it. Say the day of judgment will come by you. Say the day of judgment will come by you. Okay. Because it will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality and character and worth. Quality, character, and worth. So the quality of your job might be good, but what's the character of your business? So you know those kind of people that um, online, they have good clothes, beautiful clothes. I fought with one last year, December. I can never, I can never forget. Remember? I remember. Uh -huh. Beautiful clothes, affordable clothes, nice. But your delivery and your customer service is minus zero. So it's not just that you have quality stuff. It's not just that your food is nice. Your jewelry, are top, your jewelry is top notch. Your jewelry are top notch. You understand? Jury is collective now, uncountable now, singular, one. Yeah? What's the character? What's the character of, of your customer service? And if I don't meet you at your office, if I meet your staff, can they be as good as you? Don't say, that's how these people always do. For how long shall we continue to hear these things? So the quality, the character, and worth of each person's work. If any person's work which has been built on this foundation, that is any outcome of his effort, remains and survives this test, he will receive a reward. But if any person's work is burned up by the test, he will suffer the loss of his reward. 
yet he himself will be saved, but only as one who has barely escaped through fire. Pastor Dami has read the scripture before. So we see here that people are building with different things. Some people are building with, what do we have here? Gold, what else? Silver from verse 12. Gold, silver, what else? Precious stones, what else? Wood, what else? Hay and... So what are you building with? What are you building with? We sing, we sing um, um, Just Enough. I mean, how do we sing that song here? Just enough won't be enough. Just enough won't be enough. We want more anointing and more graces and more giftings. But just enough in your business will not be enough. Just enough at work will not be enough. Pastor Dami is always talking about time. God help us. Say amen. Just coming by 7.30 all the time instead of 7.15 just won't be enough. Just won't be enough. So again, I want to ask you, what material are you building with? Is it gold? I know, especially in the Nigerian audience, the Nigerian audience, you can give them hay and because they don't even know better, they will accept it from you. In fact, they won't be hailing you and you yourself, you'll be feeling like a G. But when Christ is your boss, you know that you are functioning lower than capacity. And I'm jumping ahead of myself. Well, this is something Pastor Dami always says, and I found it to be true. If you are not performing your best at church, you are messing up at work. You are. Or at best, you are performing lower than expectation, lower than the standard and capacity that you really have. I'm telling you, because if in Christ is all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, if in Christ is all the excellency, if in Christ is all majesty, glory, honor, adoration, if in Christ is all of that, and you are saying in Christ I live, I move, and I have my being, and you are doing less than that, can you see that it doesn't add up? Let's look at some more scriptures. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 10 to 11. Amplified, amplified version. 2 Corinthians 5, 10 to 11. Second Corinthians 5, 10 to 11, amplified. From verse 10, please. Amplified, amplified. Did I send you classic? Amplified, please. All right, so let's read. For we believers will be called to account and must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Of course, we all know that as believers, you are going to heaven. You are going to heaven. God is not going to judge you and then you now maybe go to hell. No, but your works will be judged, right? So that each one may be repaid for what has been done in the body. Whether good or bad. Amplified has good or bad or inferior or inferior, less than capacity. That is, each will be held responsible. I want you to pay attention to this. Each will be held responsible for his actions, his purposes, his goals, his motives, and the use or misuse of his time, opportunities, and abilities. I sent you Amplified. Yeah, it's Amplified I need right you will be held responsible for you know why i like god because the work that you refuse to do here when you get to heaven they will see ask you about it so why don't you just do it here and now 
it's probably not going to be like that. But you know how we were young and we, we just uh, imagine that during Judgment Day to be like a white TV screen and everybody will see all your wrongs and everything. And we say, Jesus, I don't want to face public disgrace. Yeah? And that used to ginger you not to sin. But we know that people and all of that is not our motivation. We just want to be like Christ, right? But I don't want to stand before my God and he's asking me question. And I'm not like, what's that man you called two weeks ago, Mr. Fijabi? Uh-huh. And they ask you a question like, eh, actually, sir, um, God, um, actually, you know, that night when you woke me up at 3 a.m. to pray and you gave me a word, I did not actually finish writing it down because I slept off. But, sir, actually, God, actually, when you sent these things to me that day to partner in this thing, um, actually, you know, there was another contest coming up and I thought maybe that one would actually bring in more people. And so I just decided to, you know, start giving God your own version of what you think is better. He said, you'll be held responsible for your actions, purposes, your misuse of time. This one shocked me, misuse of time. And I love how Pastor Dami mentioned how you're supposed to be on company time. You are browsing Instagram, misuse of time. Hey God, God is very serious. God is so serious. Misuse of opportunities. And I know those people are not here. You won grants, five million naira. What are you gonna do with it? I saw something on only 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 in Ninja yesterday. I don't know how many of you saw it. How people say we could hear. I don't know if it's real, Sha. We could hear our neighbors fighting. Oga had um, stopped working since February. I don't know if it's this year or last year. And they gave him 24 million naira grants, 24 million naira package, retirement package, gratuity, and a 3.5 million naira remain. Misuse. And Mama did not even know that he had resigned. Talk less of collecting 24 million. Now it's 3.5 million remaining. God is going to be like, what did you do with the money? Misuse of time. Misuse of opportunities. Misuse of opportunities. That is even if you enter the opportunity and you don't use it well, God's going to be like, why? And I'm going to go, let me jump ahead of me. And this is why we need the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Dami doesn't, he always says, the Holy Spirit is not just for speaking in tongues. Holy Spirit is literally the Spirit of the Father. So he tells you that which is of Christ, how Christ wants to operate, and he gives it to you so that you don't do it in your own way, even though your way sounds intelligent. He says, the Bible says that there is a breath of God upon a man, the Spirit of God that gives him intelligence. That is the intelligence that we need. Misuse of time, opportunities, and abilities. So you can sing. But I was going to say... <laughs> But your singing is not supposed to be for X, Y, Z. So you can dance, but your dancing is not supposed to be for X, Y, Z. Right? You are a fine boy, but your finance is not supposed to be used for X, Y, Z billboard. Misuse of abilities. God is going to ask you. Let's look at one more scripture. Revelations 22, 12. Amplified classic. Revelations 22, 12. And it's really interesting because this is the end of the Bible. This is the end of the book. And God is still talking about work and results. Work and reward. So it's a very serious matter. It's just like host of heaven, angels, all those things that we don't really understand in Revelation that we're still trying to understand, but I'm still going to tell you about work and reward. At least you can understand that one. Um, Revelations 22, 12. Amplified Classic. All 
right. I'm not even sure how my time is now 10 minutes. Peter, so much for what I was saying. Right. Peter will be like, you see? Behold. Behold. That is behold. Be and hold it. See, be looking. I am coming when? Soon. And I shall bring, I really like this version. I picked it intentionally. I shall bring my wages. And rewards with me. That is, as Jesus is coming, pam 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 pam, as Pete Dams always do. I don't want to be like Pete Dams in that regard. Oh, that pam pam is coming. Wow, he's coming with that. We are coming together. I'm coming together. Right? <laughs> so, this is a confidence toward. A confidence toward. And I make confidence toward in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I make confidence toward in Jesus' name. If you're not a confidence toward you, don't by faith, say it now. I may enter the faith, collective faith now. Say I'm a confidence toward in Jesus' name. As we get into the practicality, take notes and apply them so that you really become confident. I am coming and I shall bring my wages and rewards with me to repay and render to each one just what his actions and his work merits. This one is not a supplementary list. It's mer- There's no supplementary list in heaven. There's no dean's list, sub-dean's list. Uh, pardon? Ta- ca- catchment list. Uh-huh. What other list they used to bring out? VC's list. Investors. In the, uh, the benefactor's list. <laughs> it's merits. There's only one list. Merit list. And I love because they're wages. What are wages? You know wages are different from salaries, right? Wages is what you pay on a daily basis. So all these bricklayers and co, when they work, they pay them per day. For those of you that have worked breaded life, how am I doing that for them? <laughs> One bill per day. And so that means this, your work thing is a daily thing. It's a daily thing. So it's not just salary. You know how salary is sometimes, even if you don't come to work for two days or three days, they will still give you a complete salary, depending on where you're working, Sha. They will still give you a complete salary. Sometimes you stroll in at 8.40 when your resumption time is 8.15. They will still give you salary. God is like, my own is daily watching you. Of course, he's not. That's why he also sent the Holy Spirit to help you. So he's not there. He's not there looking at you like, have you failed yet? No. He's not there looking at you. Have you got yet? No. He's he's here to help you. Hallelujah. All right. It's cumulative, and and, and I really want us to make that distinction that Pastor Dami has always been teaching us between being saved. That one takes God. Your rewards take you. Saving grace is instantaneous. But the rewards for your work are cumulative. And you know how it is building your CGPA in school. When you have missed it year one, year two, you need prayer, reading overnight, uh, first class tutoring. Every, you need to move from private campus to come and stay in school and be learning. It's cumulative. And so every course matters. Maybe not GST or whatever, Sha. But every course matters. God help you not fail for unit course. Ah, God. You need to... It's cumulative. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So let's try to begin to dive into some practicality. Um, glory to Jesus. Let's read a few more scriptures. In fact, there's many scriptures, but I got this. Amen. Let's read Ephesians 2.10. Amplified. Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10 Amplified Ephesians 
wait, did I send you classic? Where's Vivian? I really need to see her because I didn't. I sent you classic. Shout now. Did I send you classic? Yes. So this is still classic here. Glory to God. Let's move on. If you have it on your phone, just switch it. And if you don't, just follow my voice or you can follow the screen. Although there'll be some slight differences. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he had prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Hallelujah. I want to talk about workmanship for a few seconds. When we talk about workmanship, what does that mean? Workmanship. Well, work, well, work, workmanship. That, like, we do not know that it's the same word, Abby. Craftsmanship. You're still tush. What does workmanship mean? Oh, workmanship. Uh -huh. Skill. Artistry. I love how people give me all the tush words. What does it mean? So when a mechanic comes to fix your car, and asks for he writes, I know how these people don't know how... Hopefully, by the grace of God and the intelligence of the spirits, you actually know what they have written. Have you received a bill or invoice from your mechanic or your plumber before? Are you wondering, what is this? Eh, you see crankshaft. You, there are some things I say, I'm like, is this thing in my car? And I'm like, oh, Peter, there was one one guy sent to you one time. Do you remember? Ah, there's... Yeah, sometimes they write something because that's how they say it. I, I thought it not me, so I can't even remember anyone right now. But I'm, it's, actually, it's actually inside my car. Anyway, so what is over workmanship? Oh, yeah. What was Ridiculous. So my car stopped on Third Midland Bridge. Bad timing because I just got off TVC sets, off television, over a million people possibly watched. So, you know, third mainland, people were just driving, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, we got somebody with a, a towing vehicle to come. So the guy, the guy now wrote his, 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 no, uh, his phone number and then something. Now, what he wrote was T-O-F-E-K-U. So I thought that maybe he didn't know how to spell his name, like Taufik or Tauf, you know, Taufiki. I was, I was gobsmacked for like hours. Literally, I was trying to... So later, you're going to nice tow vehicle. I said, tow feku. I'm like, because that's how they call it. You see why some of you must be teachers? Why some of you must talk to these people on the streets? Hallelujah. So, workmanship pretty much means the skill that they put into fixing your car right their time their energy their expertise hopefully their expertise they put into fixing your car and so when you get into that car on a normal note you should have confidence to drive the car right so when you have a piece of cake i don't want to mention any any place right now when you have a piece of cake from xyz you're like ah, ah, these people are good right they know the walk yes when you, when you wear outfit, you know there's some tailors that are so close for you. You're like, I didn't even know I had this shape before. Hello, ladies, are we in the house? When you wear some shoes, you know that when you're walking, people are going to be like, who is coming in? When you spray some perfume, some brands, and, and you know, so on, even if you don't have money, they would think you have money. Do you understand? So the workmanship talks more about the 
person than the created. But here's the deal. The created must testify of the creator. So when they when, when I'm eating that cake, I'm trying not to mention any names. When, when I'm eating the cake, I'm, I'm appreciating the cake, but I'm also appreciating the cake maker. Like, wow. So when anybody wants to bake cake, I'm like, you got to try this. So when our work ethics and God don't align, there's a problem. God is not the one that fixed that car. You know how it is your mechanic fixes a car and you, they bring it back. It has two more problems. That's not God. So when you submit proposal, don't let your boss have 150 things more wrong than before he even gave you a proposal in the first place. Hallelujah. La, um, last scripture, I think, in this. Uh, Colossians 3, 16 to 17. TPT. Colossians 3, 16 to 17. TPT. Hallelujah. Somebody getting something already. Colossians 3, 16 to 17. TPT. <sighs> right. It's like media is stuck on Amplified Classic today. Please, right on, sir. And I want you to read um, the things in the dots. Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct Kings, one another. Kings, you're going to love this one. See us inside here. Mm -hmm. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with the Psalms and with festive praises and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So sing to God with all your hearts. Can you see spontaneous worship inside scripture? So whatever you are doing that is not scripturally aligned, you need to check it out. You really need to check it out. We don't just do because it's nice or it's cool. There must be scriptural backing. And I love how it is when came to their singing songs. It's not the song that is sweetest to you that they must sing. It's the song that is scripturally sweet and right that we will sing. Do you understand? So even spontaneous worship, not like Pidams is just... But I know we get it now. It's inside scripture. Now, verse 17 is where I'm going to... Um, Fidel, thank you. Let me read this. Thank you very much. Verse 17, I'm going to read the things in brackets. Let every activity... Somebody say every activity. I want you to shout it. Every activity. And what it says in bracket is... The, Ara the Aramaic word is translated commitment. So every activity you do as a believer is a commitment. Whether you're coming for a rehearsal, you're coming to clean the hub, you're witnessing, you're teaching, you're posting, you're joining reviews, is a commitment. Do you know the meaning of the word commitment? Can anybody give me synonyms for commitment? Someone check dictionary. Synonyms for commitment. Pardon? Devotion, dedication. What else? Does anybody check in dictionary? Devotion is a commitment. That is, is like this. Loyalty. You're like this. It's a commitment. Every activity. Hallelujah. And every word. Every word. And it says the Aramaic can be translated as oath. So every word you speak is an oath. You're supposed to be like your father. Talk and do. The Bible says not a dot and not a jot of his word will fall to the ground void. So you need to be careful what you say. 
Be careful what you say to your spouse. Be careful what you say to your employees. Be careful what you say to your employer. Don't tell them I will show up. And then two minutes to the end, you say you're not showing up. This is kind of a sob. So if it's yours, catch it. If it's yours genuinely, as in genuinely, catch it. Don't say, I'm going to be there. And then they will be calling you, calling you, calling you. You will not pick up your phone. Your word is your oath. So even at your workplace, that is your commitment. Yes. What you have said you're going to do is an oath. I'm going to submit it by, by 5 p.m. Don't submit it by 11 p.m. And then don't even say anything at all. Oh, wrong. Hallelujah. And let every word that comes from your lips be drenched. Be drenched. With the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. And bring your constant praise to, the, to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Let it be drenched. Drenched. You know what it means to be drenched? It's not just, drenched is not wet. It's soaked and dripping. So that as your work, by one o'clock, two o'clock, you are getting better. Three o'clock, you are getting better. This year, better than last year. Drenched and you are living bits of Christ everywhere you go. Bits of Christ everywhere you go. Drenched. Whatever you do as your work, it must be drenched. Just enough is not enough. I want you guys to take this seriously. Just enough is not enough. Christ is serious. When Jesus was on earth, he walked. Ah, he walked. Let's begin to get into some practicalities as I round off. And I think I'm still okay. How can we apply the word of God? Everything. Christ is my boss. I'm fully funded. We can shout it from here till tomorrow. Work it. How do we apply? Let's, let's, let's look at some practical things real quick. In no particular order. Number one, in no particular order. Have accountability partners. And accountability partners is something that is thrown around ever so often. But I don't know if we really do it. Have someone that you have said, this is what we learned on Sunday. I'm going to do this. So we learn dice. What targets have you set for yourself? I know particularly that week and the week following after we did dice, one of my goals was, as I drop my children at school, I resume in the home office. I don't go upstairs to branch for anything. Maybe I just going to take a snack and some water. I'm in the office. <laughs> Thank you very much. I have a witness. <laughs> right? You need an accountability partner because sometimes you know you want to do it or by its sleep will take over or Netflix will take over or something else will take over. Your notifications will take over. But if that person knows that you're supposed to be doing this at XYZ time, then they'll be able to jolt you. And please get a serious accountability partner. Don't get the one that you can deceive. Don't get the one that you can say, I beg, I beg, I beg, anyhow. Get the one that you say if you, you have respect for. I was going to say you're afraid of, but reverence. Do you understand? Don't get the one that's, don't even get the one that them, themselves, they are trying to try, to try, to try. Don't intentionally get somebody you know you will not listen to. Don't deceive yourself. How many of us have accountability partners that we say the truth to? That we say the truth to? I can say like, Duni and uh, GB are raising up your hand. Okay. <laughs> right. Not everybody does. But for the word of God, you need accountability. What do you think one of the things the 12 disciples were doing? When 
Matthew is doing anyhow. When Peter wants to go and fight, they're like, bros, calm down. Christ lives in you. Let the same mind of Christ. That, they were not really quoting that at that time, Sha, but let the mind of Christ that was in you be in you. Everything, Peter wants to tear shirts. Wants to bring now. You're like, calm down. The Holy Spirit has this. Let your, let your quietness and confidence, let your strength be known. It's not a knife. You need an accountability partner. All right? Number two, teach others. Teach others. Philemon 1.6, Amplified Classic. Philemon 1.6. How many people know that there's a book of Philemon in the Bible? If you don't know, raise up your hand in all honesty. If you don't know that there's Philemon in the Bible, raise up your hand. I think one truth. You see, God is judging your, your words. Hallelujah. Receive your reward in Jesus' name. Once again, if you don't know that there's Philemon in the Bible, raise up your hand. All right. Okay, somebody else has read. Yeah. Or Philemon, if you want to go like that. Ugh, I believe everyone agrees it's Philemon, right? Or Philemon. There are some scriptures people, there are some Bible verses people pronounce. How do people pronounce Haggai? Is it Haggai or Haggai? Uh -huh. uh, what do you say? The bread on the anointing, if it's strong, it's Haggai. I say, hey guy, which other one? There are some. Let me look at my Bible. Habakkuk. Is it Habakkuk or Habakkuk? No, Vicky says Habakkuk. Fidan says a cock from Habakkuk. Try that one again. There's another one I'm looking for. I think, can we agree it's Nahum? Nahum? Please, oh, Philemon. There's another one I'm looking for. I think it's ha I think it's that Habakkuk, really. Is that Habakkuk? Habakkuk, please. Habakkuk. Amen. Ah, Deuteronomy, just leave us. So. Anyhow, we say it for you. Just accept it like that. Deuteronomy. 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 It's Deuteronomy, right? Forget if they gave you that that uh, memory verse in primary school or in church, children's church, it's always a problem. Oh, but die. No, that one is easy now. It's a problem. Remember, they gave my, my, my brother, that's how I knew Deuteronomy in the Bible. They gave my brother, see at home now. See morning, noon, and night. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. <laughs> Philemon 1 6. Um, what translation do I want now? Amplified classic. Oh. I mean, songs of Solomon, it is well. Okay, well, and I pray. No, um, sorry. Um, yes, please go ahead. And I pray that the participation. Sorry, can you speak a bit louder? And I pray that the participation in and sharing of your faith may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus and unto his glory. Fantastic. That the participation, 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 and sharing of your faith will produce, promotes full recognition, appreciation, understanding, and precise knowledge in every good thing that is ours. That means, often enough, you don't get to know the good things that are yours when you don't participate. You miss out on a lot of the good things that are yours when you don't share. I think it was Pastor Dami that first taught me, I think it was Jim Ron or who said it, that 
when you learn once, you learn for yourself. But when you teach others, you learn twice. Do you understand? It's like when you are reading for exam now. You know how it is, you fool yourself. You say, ah, I already know it, I've read it, I know it. Then I ask you a question. I saw another meme. You feel you've read, you have, I know it now, it's so easy. You now go to bed, you know how you go to bed, you are now revising. You now ask yourself a question and you realize you don't know the answer to the question. You didn't read nothing. So you need to go back and read and meditate. It's very funny how, especially in Nigeria, your certificate in Nigeria that almost means nothing now. May God restore us to glory. Amen. We read, we read for exam in this country. But when it comes to Christ and marriage, like the most important relationships as far as I'm concerned on this earth, we don't jack. We don't, we don't put our feet inside cold water to read overnight. When was the last time you put your feet in cold water to memorize scriptures? Even me, I'm asking myself that. When was the last time you drank coffee to stay awake? This scripture must enter my brain. I know Pastor Dami always says that thing. Like you need to train your mind. You need to train your mind. I'm not good with faces. I'm not good with numbers. I, I fell into that trap before. Um, not everybody remembers scriptures as long as I can make reference to it. That is good. But how about knowing the word? What's wrong with that? So that when you are teaching, you know what you are saying. Because sometimes some people have re referenced the word and paraphrased out of context. Because you don't know the word. So when was the last time you drank coffee? I must stay awake. You chewed bitter cola, whatever it is. The same way that year when we were young, I uh -uh, sleep. Grammys are going on and you are sleeping. What will you go and discuss in school tomorrow? Oscars are going on, you are sleeping. Are you in this generation? BET Awards, all those things. Those people are not here. Big brother watching them while they sleep. You are awake. They are not here. Do you understand? It's not a way to watch people sleeping. But when last? To share those, when we say come for, when we say come for review, it's not so that our WhatsApp group will be buzzing. That's, if it's going to be buzzing, it's so that other people will hear the buzz and come and join and then share too. When they say repost online, people think your team lead is just being wicked. Your team lead is just forcing you to go on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm off social media. I'm on a social media break. You see, some of you that are saying that social media break, let me tell you the truth and tell yourself the truth. It's because shade, but I will, I will remove the shade and give you, blow you kisses, right? Or give you virtual hugs. Some of you, because you don't have content and you're tired of your pain looking dry. You're tired of feeling intimidated. You're tired of feeling intimidated by other people. You know, I'm on a social media break. Some of you went on break. Nobody even noticed you went on break. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> but no. Can I, but, but, but am I saying the truth? Sometimes, no, no, no. I said some people. No, no, that's why I said some people. I said some people. Do you understand? You probably made me forget the actual point I was making. Now, what was I talking about? Uh -huh, sharing, uh -huh, sharing, uh -huh. So sometimes, because like Pastor Dami says, if you're not on social media, where are you? In this generation, if you're not on social media, where are you? They ban Twitter now, so one down. Where are you? Even on the WhatsApp, some people will say I'm on a WhatsApp break, I'm on an online break. Where are you? Meanwhile, you're not going on evangelism on the streets, so you're not. So where are you? So please, for the people, some, some, and sometimes some, learn how to generate content.
It can be tough, but you can learn it. And then begin to build consistency. And then put Jesus, layer everything with Jesus. You will have content. Hallelujah. So sharing, teaching others is very important. Another one. Um, okay, I think I've joined it already together with this. But the third one I want to talk about is read, understand, memorize, and meditate on the word. Read, understand, memorize, and meditate on the word. Yes, that word is not memorize. It's memorize, right, on the word. And we have enough scriptures for that. We have Joshua 1.8, which is a very popular one. And the, this Bible verse says... Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yes. Hallelujah. We're all here. For those of us that know it to the end, for those of us that got lost in between, for those of us that did KJV, it's fine. We are all here. The point is the word of the law, the word of God must not depart from your mouth. It will depart from your mouth if it's not in your heart. Because it is out of the heart, the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Right? So if it's not in your heart, it's not in your mouth. And it cannot be in your heart if you are not memorized it and med- memorized it and meditated on it. What does Psalm 119 verse 11 say, say? I have stored up the word of God. I, have, I like the way, I think it's Amplified Classic that said, I have, I have laid it up. That is a building. I have laid it up that I might not sin against you. So many scriptures. Um, 2, Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.16. Master Life Book 3. Hello. The word of God is what? I want us to read this one. The word of God is what? No, 2 Timothy 3.16. What does it say? Every word is God breathed. Class captain, go ahead, sir. Go on. No, he's our class captain. Please, can we give a round of applause for Gwemiga? Pardon? We're on point. Yes, he's in book four now. He's in book four now. Class captain, steady. Come on. Can we appreciate God? I feel like doing what MP dams us, everybody. See, going God now. Going God that was quiet before. Can we appreciate God for growth? Going God was so quiet now. Going God giving us some leather jacket things, some biker things, you know, giving us some, uh, uh, some strings. Come on. As long as you are sitting down. I told Peter, I said, as long as you are sitting down with these people, something is going to change. There will be an outward manifestation of your inner conviction. Zuzu. Amen. <laughs> Please let me read the scripture. Every scripture is God-breathed. Given by, and this is another word, breathed. 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 Given by his ins, breathed. Breathed. Blessed. 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 And profitable. For instruction, for reproof, and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline. This is the word of God we're talking about, too. Not your handouts as your job. The word of God still. So this is how we apply the word. So when you're reading the word, you're saying, God, which one is for instruction? What's the instruction here? Which one is to correct something I've done? Which one is to flog me so that my brain will reset? Error and discipline. God disciplines. He does. In obedience and for training in righteousness. In holy living, in conformity to God's will in thought, purpose, and action. And the last verse says, verse 17, so that the man of God might be complete, 
and proficient in every good work. So AKA, if you haven't been corrected by the word, if you haven't been reproved by the word, if you haven't been disciplined by the word, if you haven't been corrected by the word, you're not ready for every good work. As a matter of fact, you cannot deliver on your job if you have not passed through the stages of, of God's word in your life. So as you are reading the handout, job description from your office, carry the manual of the word and read it. Because you're not ready for every good work until the word of God has tested your quality, your character, and your worth. Hallelujah. The next one, pray. Pray the word. Pray the word. We've seen a scripture already in Colossians that everything must be scriptural. Even the singing that we sing, the praise and all of that, it must be scriptural. So when you are praying, and this is where we say, when you are praying, you need to pray scriptures as well. Yes, you can cry to God and all of that. But he responds to his word, not to tears, not to emotions, right? He, he, he appreciates that. I mean, all our tears are in a bottle. We know that as kings, right? He's concerned. He's not unable to bear. He's not unable. Hmm? He's able to identify with the feelings of our infirmities, right? So he gets that. Jesus wept. He gets it. But after weeping, can you present the word to him? So prayer. Um, Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13. Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13. Amplified classic. Media's favorite this morning. And I can't find Jeremiah in my Bible. Amplified classic. The one I put like the best. Now you gave me NKJV. <laughs> All right, Jeremiah 29, 12. You will call upon me and you will come and pray to me. I will hear and heed you. You will call upon me, you will come and pray to me and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for and require me as a what? vital necessity and find me when you search for me with all your heart let's take verse 13 again then you will seek me inquire for me and require me as a vital necessity and find me when you search for me with all your heart so in applying God's word it's not just we've seen it is God is coming with wages daily it's not just in some things, it's in all things, including your work. So God is a vital necessity. The proposal you're creating is a vital necessity for it to make sense. The new product line that is coming out is a vital necessity for your strategy and your ideas. It's a vital necessity. The promotion you are seeking is a vital necessity. And I love how Pastor Dami um, taught us that when we pray to God, he says, come unto me, cry out to me and I will show you. We speak in audio and God responds with visuals. Kai, Jesus Christ. As in he shows you. I know when you see something, it's difficult to see unsee what you have seen. It's difficult to unsee what you have seen. It's easier to forget something you heard. And I think I'm pain. That's why they say a, long pen, a short pencil is better than a long memory. You know how God can give you a rev in the morning. By afternoon when you find a pen, you want to write it. You're like, ah, hey, Jesus, what was that thing? And he can pain. But when God shows you something, ah, 
Hallelujah. Amen. Two more points and I'm out. Ah, is it two? Obey instructions. Let's quickly run through this. Obey instructions. Proverbs 1.7. Proverbs 1.7. Any version you give me is fine. I wrote Amplified Classic, but anyone. Proverbs 1.7. Obey instructions is the next point. Obey the instructions that come with the word. Proverbs 1.7. One seven. This is seventeen one. Sorry if I gave you seventeen one, but one seven, please. All right, let's go. The reverence and let me read it together, please. The reverence and worshipful fear of the Lord, everybody, is the beginning and the principal and choice part of knowledge. It's the starting point, and it's. Right, verse 8. And its starting point and its essence. But fools despise skillful and godly wisdom, instruction, and discipline. But fools despise skillful and godly wisdom, instruction, and discipline. So, it's not me saying nothing here. When we don't follow the instructions that the word brings... When Pastor Dami says, after you listen to this message, between now and the next 10 days, listen to this message three times. It's an instruction. When Pastor Dami says, join review by 8 o'clock, it's an instruction. When he says, share with others, it's an instruction. And the Bible says that when you despise it, you've shown yourself to be a fool. So not following instruction is a characteristic of foolishness or foolish people. So you don't need someone to insult you. You don't need to fail an exam. Well, not following instructions can lead to failing an exam anyway. And that's the whole point. When you don't follow an instruction, there's an exam that is set for you somewhere. And then when you don't follow, you know how they say shared with a black pen and you have done blue pen from number one to number 70. Failure. When they say answer number one only and you answer number two only, failure. When they say, what again? Um, um, section A is answer all. Section B is answer two. OBJ, you answer two. This one, you answer all. It's leading to failure. You might have done more, but the instruction was do less. So you fail because you did not obey or follow. I know there are some people that, and I used to mark those children. I used to mark them down. I don't think there's anything like that. Mark down. Can you mark down? Is that correct English? Solomon is like, a mom, why are you asking me? <laughs> Kese, you're dragging title with King Sonny Ade. Can you imagine that? Is it your mate? <laughs> right. Oh, gosh, I've forgotten my points now. Holy Ghost. Bring to my, mem my remembrance all things. Mark down. Some children, they say, answer two questions. They now feel because they know it. You know what you read cannot waste. Do you understand? You must write everything down and ask for extra sheets. You cannot waste. I gave that lecturer. I answered. It was written you. In my own, you've lost three marks because you did not follow my instruction. Who do you want to start marking all these other things now? Follow instructions so that you will not fail exam of life in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's race to a close. Confession. 
The next point is confession. Confess the word. Confess the word. Proverbs 18.20 is a favorite scripture of mine right now. And I strongly believe Pastor Dami has taught me this a long time ago. Pastor Dami usually says that sometimes. She says that about all of us. Shall let me not put myself in the only me inside this category. Sometimes Pastor Dami will have told you some things a long time ago. And then like five years later, you'll not be like, wow, this word, rev. And Peter is like, but I taught you that. But you want to be like that, babe. I'm a see for myself. Right? <laughs> right? You want to see for yourself. You already told us sins. Follow instruction. Just go, go with it. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 20. Proverbs 18, 20. A man's self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. And with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied, whether good or evil. A man's self will be filled with the fruit of his mouth. And with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied, whether good or evil. So that means in any area of your life where you are hungry, where you are starving, is because your mouth hasn't done its job. So you are starving because you have not filled yourself with the fruit of your mouth. And in any area where you are filled, is because your mouth has done its job. I mean, mixed with faith and other things, but your mouth. So when we say, my mouth is an instrument, blow it, speak with it. Do you understand? Hallelujah. And then good stuff. And when, even when it's bad stuff, you see the consequence, you'll be started, you will eat that consequence too. And so we say it here all the time, but sometimes it looks like, it, it sounds like a joke. People still insult themselves, you're mad. People say it all the time, you're mad. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but okay. Your father, I'm, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm depressed. What does the Bible say? You'll be filled. As in, you'll be filled. And the more you're saying it, the more it's growing. You, because you have to belly full now. Do you understand? What's the point of eating if you're not going to be full? You have to celebrate. Do you understand? You have to be full. So even if it's something bad, you, you'll be filled with it. So the more you say, I don't have money, the more you'll be filled with it. It will rise. Your word is like yeast. It will rise. So whether you are full or starving, whether you are enjoying goodness or badness, Check the engineering of your mouth. Hallelujah. And the final one is the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit. And I've spoken about the Holy Spirit and I'll just leave John 15 verse 4. John 15 4, you can write that down. And John 16 15. The Holy Spirit. We've said it already. The Holy Spirit is not just for speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that literally takes that which is of the Father and gives to you. And you know how we said it here? We, might, we have all heard the same word, but the instruction might apply to us in different ways, in different dimensions, at different timelines, to different people. What God wants you to do, gong, 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 is the Holy Spirit that reveals that to you. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, in your light, I see light. So within light, there's light. Inside this light, there are different bulbs, different, different, different light, but all we can see is blue or red or green or whatever. But there are different spectrums of lights. And like Pastor Dan would say, bandwidths of lights in them, right? So there are different things that make up the results you are looking for. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit to show you the different layers, the different spectrum, the different bandwidths, 
if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you'll just be working with 1% of your mind. And that one, you'll feel you haven't getting results, but the Holy Spirit is like, oh my God. Holy Spirit is like, <laughs> Holy Spirit is like, oh my God. Holy Spirit is like, oh my God. You know how that baby's angel just looking at her like, girl, what you doing? Like, what are you doing? See sense, yeah, see what you are going for. Eh? See husband, yeah, see what you are going for. Eh? See church, yeah, see what you are going for. Eh? See friends, yeah, see what you are going for. See partner, yeah, see what you are going for. Eh? The Holy Spirit. He unveils. He enlightens. He makes the written word the living word in your life. So you need to key into him. The Bible says, abide in me and I will abide in you. The engrafted word of Christ. What does it mean to engraft? That is, you join it together to your body. For those of us who did agriculture, you engraft plants, even if it's a dying plant. You engraft it onto a living one. You water it, expose it to sunlight, and after some time, it begins to grow. So even if you are feeling, feeling weak or feeling tired, or feeling like I'm so saturated with the word, the rev we've been hearing in church, engraft yourself to the living word, engraft yourself to God, engraft yourself to the Holy Spirit, and he'll begin to transmit that life that is in the vine to you that is the branch. And as you mix that word with faith in your life, it will produce results for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you just come and take your Come on, if you are blessed by that. That was so refreshing, so clear, so powerful, so articulate, so precise, so on point. Thank you so much, Elsie. That was, that was really amazing. It was loaded. It was rich. You guys are not giving me ways. Yes. I'm saying clap. I said it was loaded, powerful, practical, insightful very clear right you can't you can't misunderstand that if you did we need to pray for you <laughs> we really honor you thank you for being a vessel thank you for i know that you've handled so much in the last one week actually in the weeks preceding this week but i'm so grateful and one of the things i can say about my wife and this is not embellishing those of you that know me you know if i'm upset with you i'll let you know right you know that are you sure you know, if I'm happy with it, and you know I can switch three emotions and, like, you get it. So, <laughs> so I have a lot of emotional flexibility. But one of the things I want to say about my wife is, when I say she's my number one disciple, I'm not joking. Like, I literally see her listening to my messages, taking notes. Now, I do that sometimes as, as well because I honor myself as a person but also as a vessel of God. So I listen to my messages for instruction. So I see her do that. And maybe if you're very close to her or later on, she might tell you some of the things that God is dealing with her on now that are producing significant fruit. Hallelujah. <laughs> what did you what did not call it the signs? But that, that was just a material thing. But even in the soul, right, in the inner man, there is an ongoing work of maturation and expansion. 
an enlargement that I'm seeing in her life. And I'm so grateful to you for being an example, for being a model. Um, it's, it's, you know, people will find it very difficult to follow a pastor whose wife is not following him. Because if your church at home are not feeling your message, why should I feel your message? Do you understand that? Now, people might not be able to articulate it that way, but in their subconscious minds, they're going to wonder, ah, if you're that great, how come your wife is not seeing the greatness in you? Now, to be fair, some people are frustrants, some wives, right? The man is doing his best, like he's doing, but the wife had just said, this one, you must never make it in life. I will destroy your ministry. But I'm so grateful to you for not being that way and for evolving and growing in increasing measures of wisdom and capacity and strength and faithfulness and loyalty and purity and intensity and trustworthiness and in many other things. Hallelujah. Sacred place. Let's celebrate God this morning and honor LT. Why are you clapping in slow motion? Like It was so good. Please be seated. Let me just speak on a, a few, um, not many things, but I want to talk about a couple of things. So she spoke about workmanship, and for me, that's one of my favorite expressions that Paul uses in the Bible because it speaks right after grace, right? So for by grace you saved through faith, are not of works lest any man should boast, right? That faith is not of yourselves, the gift of God. Then after that, it now says that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. And the word for workmanship there is actually poema, right? P-O-I-E-M-A, which is a poem, right? So God is saying you're God's poem. Now what's a poem? A poem is the articulation of an intelligent mind that is conveying deep thoughts in a very short and sharp format. Are you getting that? So when it says you're God's poem, he's saying that you are the manifestation, the articulation of God's intelligence that within a short time, so much wisdom will be compressed and deployed through your life. Do you try to get in this now? That's powerful. This is one of the reasons I personally take myself very seriously. Now when I say that, my wife would say, I'm the most serious person in the world and the most not serious person in the world. So there's no word like unserious, but we usually use that word unserious. In other words, I can really play, but in my play, there is work. <laughs> Who knows what I'm talking about? And I can really work, and in my work, there is play, right? But I take myself very seriously in, in terms of, so she used an example, Elta used an example and said, God gives you a revelation, right? He gives you a revelation and... You don't write it down. So in the afternoon, you're thinking, I don't, I don't roll like that. So I've got my device. Now, I think, what night was it you guys were praying for me in the village and all of that? Was that? My hometown. It's not a village hometown now. That's grown. That's grown, yeah. Friday. Do you know, as they were praying, because I said, you guys, you know, normally pray for me, I think, once or twice a week or something. Some people. Right. So I said, today, I want you guys to pray with me. Um, or pray in my presence because I wanted to feel something out in the spirit and as they were talking about what God was laying on their hearts in terms of vision or instruction they were saying things that God told me in that morning I woke up that morning typically I have different devotional formats so sometimes I'm reading block chapters on end sometimes I'm following 
uh, a devotional guide and sometimes I lie in bed and then wake up and I'm like Lord speak to me this morning was instruction so sometimes you just drop a word and that was what happened that morning and what they were saying I didn't think I should share it really it was good stuff right what they were saying I think two or three of you spoke in perfect alignment with that are you following that now now as our last count I think I have about almost 500 melodies as in songs whether they are verses this this trip to the village I got about 10 now I know that is is exception I know that it's exceptional right it is but let me tell you what I realized there are people who are like me but they never record it I don't joke with what God how God deals with me I record it I record whether it's a writing a poem a post uh, video I've, I've been recording my videos of seminars since 2010 almost before any speaker or trainer who's not a pastor even thought about it so I learned early I'm God's poem someone say I'm God's poem say I take myself seriously because God takes me seriously so thank you very much auntie for that and you spoke about workmanship which is a beautiful analogy and um, in extending that you realize that when you know that the the mechanic or the craftsman does the work and puts workmanship that workmanship right is what makes every other element work do you understand so you put gear oil carburetor they'll put carburetor k-a-b-h-u-r-e-t-o-h carburetor <laughs> When you put in the, the gear, oil, the engine, whatever it is, all of those things will never work until the workmanship is there. So all the opportunities in your life will not deliver value until you, as the workmanship, you engage those risks. Are you following this now? This application matter, we cannot avoid it. An angel is not coming to do the work for you. I speak to angels. I speak to... So after speaking to angels, speak to demons, <laughs> to speak to all the elements. They have their assignments in the cosmological construct of the divine, but man is the living being of God's focus. Are you seeing that now? Carmine is now fascinated by planets, like really obsessed, fascinated by planets, and I love it because it's helping me realize more of his spatial intelligence which he has his love numbers for a while so I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things in that and one of the things about planets is that there are some life forms and some other planets right but in the beginning God made heaven and Pluto is that what you see there the heavens and the earth and the earth is a planet right and God all of a sudden just shifts from all of those planetary bodies and I think it's Jupiter that has, is it 43 moons or something like that? We have one moon. But there are different planets that have different moons. God homes in on man. To let you know, it's not about gold or silver, opportunities or access. You are the one I want to manifest, breathe through. Now, um, how many of you know the poet called Rumi? Anybody know Rumi? Leo Tolstoy? Um, Yeats? Uh, T.S. Eliot now those guys are dead right but their poems are still here are, are you following 
their philosophies and their thinking. So God is like, whilst you're on earth, I want to release my philosophy in the earth. That your life, your biography is an outline of the systems of God. Now, how can you be lazy if you walk without consciousness? Y'all are too quiet right now. This is what drove Paul. He said, I labor more abundantly. So you got poem, you got workmanship. Let me pick on something else that she mentioned. She spoke about commitment. Every activity of the believer is a commitment. And I think I taught you about three or four weeks ago that I don't commit so quickly, but if I commit, I'm with you. You'll be the one that will fight me, but I'll still keep space in my heart for you till when you come back from your fight. It's a commitment. It's not, it's not based on what you do. It's based on who I am in Christ. And I feel like if you have a true understanding of reconciliation, um, you will always be open to reconciliation. <laughs> Are you getting the point? Now, seeing it as a commitment, and as she spoke, I just thought about, you know, I like to play with words. So um, when you think about commitment, you might want to write this down. Commit to what he meant. Commit to what he meant. What did God mean to do with your life? Commit to it. I know mine, raising kings. Anything that I can't see how he's going to raise a king, I'm not doing it. I'm going to be 40 in a few years, so I don't have the time to be doing it. I don't go up and about, run from pillar to post. You gotta, I was teaching, I think it was Dami in the office a couple of days ago, and I said, many times people say, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't. it's true, but it's not just the time. It's also that as you grow, the value of your time is not the same. Do you understand? So if someone retires at 65 and lives up to 85, the person has 20 years. But the value of those 20 years are not the same as 15 to 35. Because 15 to 35, you can learn a trade. You can learn to be a blacksmith. You can learn how to become a footballer. You can learn to play the piano and all of that. Now, between 65 and 85, can you become a soccer star? It'd be a joke trying to be a soccer star. Are you getting the point? So it's not just that I have time. It's like you have time, but you must watch what, what you must do with your time and energy. You must convert that value into something greater. So in my world, in my space, many of you know how big I am with intellectual products. The reason is when I'm 75 and I cannot travel from pillar to post the way I can do that now, not like I'll not be able to travel, but you have to take care of your health and all of that. You can flip and somersault and all of that I will have maybe about 100 books that are doing that for me so instead of running from pillar to post and being Mr. Popular right now I am working on books and mini books that may not be your assignment or your calling or your conduit but it must be you must think like that somebody say think like that don't be distracted by the boss or by who seems to be raining Focus on what's important. Let me pick one more and then we'll close. Yeah, so she spoke about having accountability partners. That is so important. Now, let me just mention a couple of things. Some of you are at a level where you need to invest money. Right? 
some of you, not everybody, to invest money in getting a coach or a trainer or scheduling an online course or paying for counsel. Why is that important? Because many times your subconscious mind associates value with what you pay for. And so the things that you don't get to pay for, even though you have them, you don't use them. And how you will know is that sometimes even things you've paid for, you have still not used. So you must win yourself off free bread. Somebody say, no more free bread. Say it louder. Say, no more free bread. We, we looked through them about two weeks ago. Don't eat people's bread for free. If you don't have money, offer butter. Don't have butter, offer time. Don't have time, refer. They can refer market. But the other thing is, the accountability partner may not be for the long haul. Some of you might want to be like, this week, I need to get my blog started. I need to get my business card started instead of my LinkedIn. And I need you to please help me. You know, Call me on Tuesday, call me on Thursday. Now, to make it effective, if you are not paying for it, you must be willing to pay for not getting it done. Are you seeing that now? So the, in the accountability um, partnership, you have one person, then you have a witness. If I do not submit 10 proposals in 10 days, I'm going to have to give both of you 10,000 naira. How many of you think that the chance of you getting it done will be higher? Because many times you need to be hard on yourself so that your work can be soft. Yeah. And some of you need something more extended, more protracted. Do not hesitate. The disciples invested their lives, not just their money. Peter gave up his boat, his platform, and then the fish, material resources, then their lives. Right? And by the way, stop saying that somebody is your pastor or your mentor if following them has not cost you something. They're not. You just like them. They inspire you. If someone is your father, your pastor, your mentor, following them must cost you something because Mike Murdoch says the pursuit is the proof of desire. <laughs> following Elijah cost Elisha something. Are you following this? Following Jesus cost Peter something. Following Paul cost John Mark and Timothy something. It will cost you something. It is that cost that reinforces the mutual commitment. It is that cost, the bleeding, that establishes the covenant or the bond. Glory to the Most High God. How many of us are going to do better this week? You're going to apply those things this week. Let's celebrate God one more time for LT. This morning, love generation you. is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.